Welcome to a special session of the Sunday Morning Inspiration with me, Dr. C. And I see that my daughter-in-love, daughter-in-law, however you want to say it, Tarjay is on the line with me as well. And we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the great moms in this world. But today, as you all know, uh, the Sunday Morning Inspiration is one of the many shows on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. And today, it is Mother's Day, but you know that I'm here on most holidays, or I try to be, because there are so many people who are hurting in this world. They are people who aren't celebrating because they don't have anything to celebrate. So today is a simple discussion to let those people know that we see you, we hear you, we know that you are there, and that we want you to know that we appreciate you and we are thinking about you. And I want you to be encouraged. And I'm living proof that you can rise above these hurts and find your way to your road to health, happiness, healing, and hope. So with that said, I want to say a special happy Mother's Day and good morning to my daughter-in-law. So happy Mother's Day, my dear. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. And um, I just want to jump right in. We have the music playing in the background. It's okay. Because as I said, I want this to be a calm, cool show. And um, you know I noticed some people will see me do my blast about the program and they will either ignore it or have bad things to say and you know who doesn't care anymore uh, because I've risen above all of that in my lifetime but so many people tend to say uh, Dill, I call her Dill for you all who may not know so stands for daughter-in-law, daughter-in-love whichever you want to do she's still my child so I want to say this that um, so many people say that the Bible says you're supposed to honor your mother and your father and blah, blah, blah. And um, we just had this discussion yesterday on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe where we talked about um, religion and somehow it got changed to the church itself, but it was about people who have beliefs and um, these church go Bible thumping religious people who will use whatever vice they have, whether it be the Bible, the Holy Quran, whatever it may be, to their personal agenda. So today, I wanted to read a couple of passages from the same Bible that some people tend to use to prove their point. And um, then we can start our discussion. So Psalms 2710 For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Colossians 3.21, fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. In Isaiah forty nine fifteen, can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son or daughter in her womb? Even these may forget, 
yet I will not forget you. So, you know, Dill, the day is all about shedding light on the other side of Mother's Day because, you know, with so many of these lovey-dovey holidays, people tend to, between Mother's Day, um, not Father's Day so much, but Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, you know, you have these people who love to flaunt about their boo-boos and cuckoos and all these people, and some people haven't talked to their mothers the entire year until Mother's Day. So today I wanted to shed some light on the other side of this and to let those who are hurting out there know that we know who they are, we know that they exist, and that I want them to be encouraged, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And, and because uh, because we are of course, different generations and things like that. Uh, I don't know if you have a lot of friends who've gone through rough times like this, um, but if you if you have and you can share part of their story and how you gave them some words of encouragement, um, you know, what what would you say to them? I don't really have. I'm trying to think. Um I don't really have friends who have um, strained relationships per se, but I do have friends and family members who have lost a mother. And I know that it's hard. Like my sister, um, she she gets anxiety leading up to Mother's Day, or you know, because her mother is not here for her to celebrate with. And um, it's really hard to even... Yeah, come up with the words to tell someone like that because, I mean, I can say, you know, the nicest things and put them in a pretty box with a bow and it still doesn't take away that emptiness and that feeling of, you know, that desire of wanting to celebrate. Um, I just better not say, you know, I I know what you have going on. I know I understand. I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. I don't know from experience, but I know how, you know, I may possibly feel. So I'm here for you. Um, If you want to talk about it, you know, you can call me or I'll call you. A lot of times she doesn't want to be bothered. So, you know, that's pretty much how I deal with that in in those instances. But like I said, as far as um, just friends not talking to their moms, I can't think of anybody right offhand. Right. And, and, you know, I would tell them the same thing, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, I understand. I understand I don't have the greatest relationship with my mom. And I know that it can be hard because you see everyone around you celebrating and you're like, I wish I could do that with my mom. I wish we had that kind of relationship. Like I see people posting, um, you know, they're going out, they're taking their parents out to the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, other people don't have that going on. And, you know, they may feel that that is something, you know, they desire. So for them, I'd say the same thing. You know, I understand how you feel. I empathize with you. I would just encourage you to do something for yourself, even if you're not, um, you know, even if you're not a mom, but you can't, you know, be with your mom. Do something you enjoy today. If it's, you know, sitting in the house watching TV, um, if it's 
or you can't really do much right now because we're in quarantine. That well, we should be, but um, just find something you enjoy. Maybe today is the day you need to reflect on yourself and figure out how you're going to move on from this. But don't stay, you know, where you are. Right. Right. And you made a good point about those who've lost their parents, um, because. For me, I tell people, those who've lost their parents, I let them know that I don't know what it's going to be like when that time does come for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, living in a in a life where I have living parents, and I've said this on my program before, where I have living parents, yet it feels like I have no parents at all. Um, so I, I think that I've lived a life of... Um, I've already grieved, and then I realized that I can't grieve some head. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, other people, uh, you're right. You know, find something to do today. I was determined. First, I was going to roll over this morning, and then I got up and I said, no, nope, I'm going to my favorite place to do some grocery shopping. And I could have been number one in the line, but I ended up being number three because I felt like sitting in the car because it was freezing cold outside this morning. I went in. I did my shopping. I watched my time. I said, I have to be back before showtime and um, came back, uh, you know, put everything away, did all the sanitizing and all of that. And then I took a nice hot bath. And, I, you know, I just... um, And then I waited. I waited for the infamous text messages from people I haven't heard from for 364 days, but the text mm-hmm. messages show up <laughs> on certain holidays and things. And um, sure enough, they showed up, and I haven't opened them because I'm tired of dealing with it. At my age, I'm too old to keep playing the same vicious cycle. I'm too old to keep speaking when no one's listening. I need to, as you said, find ways to make myself happy because my family, you all and, and um, my stepdaughter and the grands, you're all away. You're, you're hundreds of miles away in other states. So for me and everyone listening, as the mother, as the grandmother, as that, listen, do not wallow in your sorrows. You don't have to. I'm here, we do shows so that you can have a voice so that you won't be alone for at least part of your day. We do, you know, we do so much. And um, so many people were gearing up for this day and they tend to get, um, you know, depressed. They let depression get get them at these times. Uh, And that's the problem that I see um, in this country right now and the pandemic which just adds more Mm -hmm. fuel to the loneliness and the depressive fire. And um, some people every year they have to relive either the sadness or the heartache and the pain and all of that over and over again. And for me, it means so much that you're here. And hopefully uh, if my stepdaughter comes on for at least a few moments, it'll be great because I'll have my girls with me, people. And um, <laughs> and we're here to show you that, and we're a blended family. Let me just say this, too. I don't think it gets much more blended than we are. Um, <laughs> we are 
what's a good word for it? Um, we had come together through marriages. We stayed together after divorces. Um, my stepdaughter has three girls. My daughter-in-law has two boys. And between them, I have five. I have, let me say this. I want you all to understand something because some of you all get real hung up on things, especially when divorces come in and why are you still around and why are you still doing this. I have five, one, two, three, four, five grandchildren. I would give my life for my children and my grandchildren. The end. And some people will, how many of them are yours? I'm going to answer this question one time. They're all mine. If you're asking how many would, if something happened, would I be able to share some DNA with one? So 20% out of the five I share blood tie with, but they're my babies. The end, it's not up for debate or discussion. So many of us get hung up on that. And in the end, you know, <laughs> you know how people are like, well, why are you still around them? Or people won't acknowledge the other children, because why are you still around them? You're not married to X, Y, Z. Why are you still doing this? Because to me, my thing is they were my babies when we were married because my insignificant other and I decided to break apart does not lessen my love for my children and grandchildren. And, you know, from the beginning, when I remember, you know, a long time, well, a long time ago, he's only like 17, but still, many, many moons ago, I remember we were in Walmart down south where you are, and um, you were standing there in the middle of the floor, and you were looking, just staring, and I'm like, what's wrong? And you said, you just took him in like he's your grandbaby. I said, well, he is. And at that time, I don't know if you remember that, but you were like, why? You know, you had that, oh, I think you did say why. And I'm like, well, because he's my grandchild. And back then, you know, mm-hmm. you were getting the stories of that I'm I'm the beast, the monster of the world, you know. Um, right. I don't, you know, I don't, my son and I, and I tell anybody, my son hates me basically. You know, everything wrong in the world is because of something I did. Um, and uh, he he feels as though my my mother should have been his mother, and in that respect, you know, my mother would give him things when he wasn't doing right in school, when he wasn't doing anything, she would interject. She would buy him those hundred dollar tennis shoes. She'd say, "It's my money. I can do whatever I want." But this is Mother's Day, and I'm here to help those who are hurting to heal. So I'm not going to give too much light to my personal situation as much as I am the fact that I can say that our blended family had come together. And for you, you were getting it from my son. You were getting it from my mother. The point was for you to hate me. And for all of you all don't know, how many years has it been? How many years has it been? It has been 16 years. 16 years. And guess who's still in the picture? The monster. You're the, the only beast. one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the only one. The monster, the beast, this terrible individual. Either I'm pretty darn good at keeping up a front for 16 plus years, 
or something's very wrong with the picture. So I say this to let you all know. Don't let people destroy what you once had. Don't let people erase the love that you had for these children because if you allow that to happen, my question to you is how honest were you from the get-go? Was it all about you having that man in the life taking care of you so you were just playing a role? Or were you really there to be that nurturer and that mom and all of that? You know, the first the first person who wrote to me this morning, early this morning, was my stepdaughter's mom. She writes to me on holidays faithfully. And then, of course, I responded back. And um, every now and then she'll send little messages of encouragement or whenever I pop in her head, I guess. And we'll have little chit-chats back and forth on social media, but she wrote to me early this morning to wish me a happy and blessed Mother's Day, and I in turn did the same thing for her. So when I say we're blended, we are so blended, it's amazing, but I don't think you can find a better family than what we have. And you know, to me, when we all got together for the first time in October, to me, Dill, that was magical for me. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was really amazing. It was two days, but we lived an entire how many years in those two and a half days? I oh mean, my gosh! It was, it was um, fun. We just we had fun since '08. We were trying fun. to get together we had since fun. Yeah. Yep. Everybody finally in one place because nobody had ever been in the same place at the same time. So yep. I mean. That was, like I said, I think we need to make that an annual thing. I don't think we can do it this year because of everything right. we got going on. But we need we need to, you know, make this an annual thing because it's definitely the kids definitely loved each other. They they loved each other like they had been around each other every day for their whole life. Mhm. And I still find that so fascinating. I I'm still fascinated by it because you know Malik will say you know I haven't talked to to, um, well, he'll call her the Duchess or Elena. I haven't talked to Elena today, or I'm talking to Elena right now. I'm like, okay. And it was so amazing that um, it was so amazing to see how they just clicked. And it felt Mm -hmm. like we had been a family forever. So I want you all to understand that being a mom and Mother's Day means so much more. You know, I did a post the other day, I saw it, and then I shared it, where it said blood is, they say blood is thicker than water, but sometimes we remember when water was there and blood was not. So don't allow that breakup to destroy you being that matriarch, that nurturer, that person these children needed in, in their lives. Don't do that because some children have been crying out in silence. And for you to walk away, too, when you were their rock could destroy and devastate them. It could scar them for the rest of their lives. You know? I mean, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So what's your take on it? I see that um, um, your sister is listening in. I just got a message from her, and I do see her over in um, the call query. So your sister's online. So if you want 
to join our discuss, discussion, Allie, Allie B. Um, you can type it over on social media, and I'll read it for you on air if you'd like, my dear. But I have my girls with me today, people. Yes. Yes, she did. And again, come together by marriage, stay together after divorce. That's what this is about, people. The other sides of Mother's Day that people do not consider. Mm-hmm. And some people sitting there, I wouldn't be with them because my husband and I didn't work out. That doesn't mean that's like me calling my stepdaughter and say, listen, he getting the hell on up out of my house. Don't call me anymore. And some people have done that. Again, I question why you were in it in the first place. Right. Because, you know, my stepdaughter or you didn't do anything to me. You're the mother of my grandchildren regardless. Right. Yeah, I that's changed what... those diapers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that um, that's one of the things that I had to, you know, kind of come to terms with after the separation and the divorce. And after a while, you know, it just wasn't a care of mine anymore. But, I mean, I knew you weren't going anywhere anyway. But, you know, with everyone else, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're, he was a victim. And it became, okay, well, how did you feel about me the entire 13 years of marriage then? If you can just walk away from me right now, especially for, you know, the individuals who knew the hell that he put me through. They knew the hell he put me through. And then, you know, the ones who did not, oh, well, they took a story from, you know, word of mouth or whatever and decided to, you know, make their opinions and make their little comments. And I'm just like, well, how dare you? Because no matter what you thought on the outside, I put up a, you know, a brave fight and I was trying to save face because I didn't want that. I told you so. I didn't, everybody said you're too young, you should wait, finish college, do this, do that. At 19, you couldn't tell me that. So, you know, when it, for a long time, it was, I just didn't want to look like a failure. I I wanted to maybe, maybe he'll grow up, but then after a while, it never happened. And when it got to the point where it was affecting my children, I had to go. But the individuals on the outside who, you know, supposedly loved me, turned their backs as well. And took sides. So at that point, you know, okay, it was hurtful for a second because it was years of building relationships, maybe not the closest relationships, but just building relationships with these people that I called family at one point. And for you to just turn against me when you don't even know, like I said, the hell I went through and how broken I became made me question the loyalty in the first place. And for me, it's been 56 years of you didn't even consider that maybe the stories that you're hearing are lies. You didn't even consider that maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's more going on behind the scenes than you know. Maybe, just maybe, I'm the real victim. And, you know, after a while, I just gave up. I just walked away from all of that because, like you said, What's your version of family? Because family doesn't take one side and run. At best, you listen to everything, and then you come to a choice. And then at least I would have more respect. 
and I would be able to move forward knowing that, okay, well, you know, you chose unwisely, but at least you gave me enough respect to investigate and then make a choice Mm -hmm. for yourself. But I literally had to walk away from all of the DNA strand minus well, minus no one, actually. There's no one left. <laughs> you, you know, there's literally no one left. Again, when I say that we are blended to the hoop, literally, people, we are blended 1,000 to infinity percent because to see us together, people would um, think, wow, you know, great family. And we are because. Yeah, uh, Allie, you can, but, I mean, if you want to be on, I can bring you on. Don't worry about it. She said, does she press one to be on air? I go, no, you just told me, so I can just bring you on. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to add something to that before we moved on. As far as the, um, you know, taking a side of the story, sometimes it's perfectly fine not to take a side at all. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't have to take a side. Sometimes you can just say, you know, okay, this didn't work out, these are their decisions, I still love and respect you for who you are as a human being, a person. You don't have to take sides. I mean, some situations, yes, you have to pick a side, but you don't always, especially in my situation, you didn't even have to pick a side. You didn't have to pick a side. I'm going on about my life to be happy, and he's going on about Mm -hmm. his life, and you know, the relationship that we have always had, you and I, has actually, it's always been solid. But you've been there for me a lot. And it's actually gotten so much stronger since then because not only did I let you in more, but I let a lot of that baggage go. And when I let some of that baggage go, I was able to bring in more positivity instead of all that you know, heavyweight, those burdens, that negativity that right. we're carrying around. Yeah. And Allie's on the line, too, so mm-hmm. happy Mother's Day, my dear. Yes, happy Mother's Day, ladies. Happy Mother's Day. So, so I have all my listening. girls with me. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of piggyback on what um, Tajay was saying about you know, not taking sides, that's something that I have had to kind of make peace with within my own family because the situation that I was in um, made it difficult for certain members of my family to interact. And for a very long time, I couldn't understand why um, certain family members continue to interact with a particular family member. But as I'm getting older, I'm understanding that they were kind of put in a difficult situation and they want to be with and around both of us, not necessarily at the same time, but they have relationships and, you know, a different perspective on how things, you know, kind of came into being. So as I'm getting older and growing up, I'm seeing things a whole lot differently than what I did before, especially when it comes to my birth mother, as I harbored a lot of, a lot of anger and resentment for a very long time, since I was 11. I would say probably once 
my children, once I started having my own children, I started to kind of not be as angry. Right. And and you brought in a different side to this equation because I always tell people, I said, you know, the means are different, but the end is the same. We're either angry or we're hurt and we, you know, we're hurting and we don't know why. And for me, um, you know, Tarjay can can tell you, you know, the, the games are still going on. Nothing has changed. And, you know, mm-hmm. the odd part was for me today, I I was walking up the steps literally after I had c- come back from getting my groceries and um, I don't know what made it pop in my head because I think it was because I knew that the, the, the infamous once a year text texts were going to come in from other family members and and um well you know my mom has already started with the mess and I'm like I, I'm just tired but I said you know for whatever reason I had this sense of peace and I said I'm never going to hear her take responsibility for anything she did and I'm certainly never going to get an apology because without having accountability and responsibility. There's nothing to apologize for. Mm-hmm. So I kind of said, and then all of a sudden I said, Jesus, then Father's Day is coming. I said, you know what? It'll be business as usual. And um, by me walking away and by me staying who I was and, and saying to I, I believe you both, you know, you're still my stepdaughter. You're still my daughter-in-law. If you want me around. I'm still going to be here. If you don't, then, you know, because that's the realization in so many families. And for me, it's not even about trying to talk to anyone anymore, trying to get to the bottom of things. It's I'm at peace and I'm at a good place where I am. So for me, there's no going back. But, um, for those of you, and I know your two situations are different, but Allie, I know that over the years you have opened up more and gotten, I guess, more clarity. How did you manage to get to that point? And then, Tarjay, I'm coming back to ask you the same the same thing. Okay. It's, it was not an easy process. I think after a while I got tired of feeling what I was feeling and tired of, you know, not getting the answers that I felt I deserved. And I guess, honestly, it wasn't really until I became a mother that I realized, you know, things aren't necessarily as cut and dry as I wanted them to be. And even if I have no interaction with her, that's fine. Um, I have to move on from that. And, Another thing that also helped me, I guess, as far as getting clarity was I didn't have to be in uh, situations where I had to be around her. When I was growing up, we'd have to go over and, you know, spend holidays and things like that. And that was very, really, really uncomfortable for me. And so once I became Mm -hmm. an adult and once I, you know, had my first child, I remember the last Christmas I spent over there and I was actually – um, expecting Elena, and I said to myself, I'm never setting foot in this house again. And and that was almost, what, 13 years ago now? And when I realized I had a choice and, you know, 
that also helped to bring in, you know, the clarity that I was seeking. And I had to make peace and closure for myself. I couldn't expect some sort of epiphany to take place and for her to be like, oh, you know, we need to have a conversation. I want to tell you what I was thinking, what I was feeling, and why things happened the way they did. No, I don't need that explanation. And, you know, whatever she was going through and whatever she was facing, you know, that kept her from being able to take care of me. And even in recent months, I've thought more about it. And even though she went on to have more children, instead of looking at it like, why did she choose them instead of me? It's more like, well, maybe that was her opportunity to be the mother that she couldn't be for me. Um, And not necessarily right or wrong per se, but be given that chance to be a mother for whatever reason, because she couldn't be one to me. So it's, it's been a process and trying to maintain that peace and not to go back to that place of anger. Cause when I tell you I was livid, I was very angry from the time I found out when I was 11 up until, you know, my mid twenties, just extremely, extremely angry. Um, even if anybody mentioned her name, I'm like, why, you know, so I've made a lot of progress, and I have my children to thank and just maturity. I've grown up a lot, and especially these past five, six years. And I think you come to that point where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're at exactly. that crossroads. Are you going to go to the to the right to healing, or are you going to go to the left to something much worse? And, you know, until we get to that point, I know for me, um, until I got to that point of clarity, self-actualization, self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, all of that, um, my decisions were indicative of the darkness I was living in. And it took, uh, uh, I guess, Tarjay, when I was sick, and um, she called her disciples to my hospital bed, and they got in that circle and started to tell me how, and as he put it, some children think that because they're educated, they're better than their parents, and some children don't realize that their parents are the salt of the earth, and some children don't blah, 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 and I'm sitting here looking like, oh, y'all need to get out. And she's in the corner to my left. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Literally, this is how it went down, verbatim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm like, I don't talk to these people from one century to the next, a decade to the next. Why are they here? (laughs) Then they got in a circle to pray for me and tell me how much of an awful individual I am and how much the salt in my wounds is the salt of the earth. But that wasn't it. I still tried. Tarjay, it wasn't until I talked to you and you and I had that conversation because you had called me because it kind of bothered you when she called you to gloat and when she admitted that she knew that they were upsetting me. Right. That was the day that I knew that I had to let go. Yeah, that that was that was very that was very strange. Very, very strange and confusing. For me, because I was the one of those "why would you do that" type of moments. She's sick and possibly dying, and you found this to be the time for 
that to be appropriate? I mean, no no time would have been appropriate for that, but just, oh, I, that, that was very, very confusing and and odd and Twilight Zone like it was it was it was yeah. And that was my day and that I, that was my you my called me and you said that you know I don't even know what's wrong with me. The doctors can't even tell me what's wrong. I'm in so much pain and this is what my mother chose to do to me. I mean you were hysterical and I'm just like wow. And then, you know, I heard it from the other end. It was more of a, well, this is what we did. And, you know, it was like an exorcism. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I I felt so bad. And there's nothing like the pain of knowing that somebody you care about is hurting to that extent and you can't do anything to to help them, to comfort them, because the words don't fix anything like that. And it never will. I mean, it just won't. But when, when, you know, she admitted that she knew that they were upsetting me and she liked it. Right. That was it for me. That was it for me. Are you kidding me? And I said, okay, Lord. I literally came home that night and I said, okay, Lord, I get it now. You've been trying to tell me to stop and I've been trying to fix it my entire life. And that was the best sleep I had that night. And I haven't spoken a word to her other than through text since then. And I made the choice again that um, I'm not going to be around her disciples, a.k.a. the DNA strand, because don't hug me knowing that you think or you're at your little church meetings praying against me, trying to fix me when you don't know if I'm the one that's broken. And I think that for, for everybody who's listening, These are things that if my daughter-in-law didn't experience it firsthand for herself, because, you know, the thing was I sat you down when you first married my son. I sat you down. I said, this is how it's going to go down. She's going to show up. She's going to talk to you about all these bad things that I did allegedly, and she's going to want you to hate me. And I said, all I ask is that you get to know me for yourself. You remember that? That's all mm-hmm. I said. I said, because this is exactly how it's going to go down. Because it's sad when the person who allegedly birthed you into this world has played the same trick to every single human being they could possibly come across. It's a bad script that I've heard for 56 years. And she did the same thing. Didn't she do it? Because I think you called me and you said she did it verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I told you. I'm like, I told you. You know, at first, I, I'm not even going to lie. At first, I'm like, she's crazy. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Even some of the little things, the sayings you said she would say, she started saying and I'm just like, okay. And it didn't, like I said, for me. I didn't choose a side then because I loved you. I loved her. She hadn't done anything. And that's what you said. And I always said that because for me, like I said, you don't always have to pick a side. Sometimes you can just be neutral. And it's perfectly fine to be neutral. But then, you know, like I said, everything was okay until, you know, when you encourage someone to do something and then they 
finally get up the, the courage and the nerve and the strength to do what you said, and then you paint them out to be the villain. It's like, wow, you are a part of the purpose, you know, encouraging me to move on and leave your grandson and be happy. And then when I did it, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to turn my back on you. So that's when, you know, my whole, my whole, you know, thing shift situation. Cause, but everything you said as far as how, you know, you would be painted out to be was definitely said. But like I said, I'm not the type of person to form my opinions without getting to know an individual for myself. And I'm glad I did. Because I'm still the same psychotic individual I've always been. I'll keep it real <laughs> with you, and then I'll move on. You'll either love me or you'll hate me, but at some time you'll get over it. And that's how it's always been. Yeah. And I know. And that, you've kept you it know, real Allie, with me mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. We've had plenty of come to Jesus meetings, and you know I may not talk to you for a little while and I get upset, but I mean it. Then I, when I come back around, I'm like, you know, when I've had time to process it and see it from, you know, get out of, step out of my feelings and my point of view, right. and I can see it from where you're coming from, especially, you know, when I was younger. The older I get now, you know, we can talk about things and we're on the same page or it makes sense. But when I was, you know, that 21, 25-year-old, you know, some things you, I don't want to hear that. I talked to you about a month. And then I get over it, which that didn't happen often. But the couple of times it did, you know, I came to understand what it was you were trying to say, or maybe I had to actually experience it for myself. And then, uh-huh. you know what? She was right. And that has been part of what's molded me to be who I am because my mother didn't do that. So, yeah. And I used to tell you, I said, it's okay. I said, you take all the time you need. I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> so I'm like, and, and I literally would, Allie, I, my hand to the Lord, I'd literally back away. I would disappear. I'd become a ghost. And we'll talk about my ghost issue, too, because, you know, I was dead for many years to other people in the family who had no clue that I was alive and well. That's a story oh in God. itself. But yeah. Oh, important. Yeah, I'm sorry, Allie. We didn't have time to go through all of this when we were all together. But yeah, my story is interesting to say the least. But um, and even with you know coming back over to you, Allie, when we met, you had tracked down the man who you believed to be your bio, you know, your bi- biological dad, and um, yeah. And at that time, he and I were still married. Um. It was already starting to deteriorate because he had already become the stranger in my house. And you know the deal, going a couple yards away, creeping with, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving right along. But I remember from the first day that we talked and I remembered, you know, at some point you were, um, we just clicked, I think. Yeah, because uh, it was to the point now for you, Tarjay, it was to the point where Allison was actually Allie B was actually one of my first guests when I started doing my talk show, because back then the Duchess was in the background talking her little baby talk um, (laughs) on the program. And it was only, you know, Allie B and and the Duchess at the time. And I've always Mm -hmm. called her the Duchess. And um I don't know if you remember when you were on my talk show way back when, 
but that back I then remember. you were still coming to grips with everything. And, yeah, um, still very and I remember one day, you know, it was, um, you know, dear bio dad was doing what he does best. And, um, you had called to talk and he, he was in one of his moods and, um, I just sat there on the phone with you because you said you didn't have a mom and you don't have a dad either, and you were crying your eyes out. And I was like, well, I'm here. You know, I'm like, I don't know what I can do, but I'm here. You know, I'm like the new kid on the block. But, um, and then, you know, we we just stayed together. And it's like, I think I called and I said, you know, he's gone, um, Matter of fact, I think that, yeah, it was around your birthday. And um, I said, you know, he's gone. He's down there with someone else, and um, he doesn't have a home anymore. And mm-hmm. um, I did, you know, what my attorney said to do. If he walks out, it's abandonment, and that's what it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, people don't understand. I said, you know, when you get sick and tired of when I knew I knew my worth, and I had no problem. I just wish that he had been man enough to tell me, I want to be with her. Go. Yeah. Just make sure you leave all of my belongings here. She can have you. And, you know, people to this day are like, well, you know, I saw it. Okay. Well, yeah, they live right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they don't live there, but they're always there. How can you yeah. do this? How can I not? This is my home. I'm not going to run. You know, I'm not, and I'm not going to be, you know, entertainment for the neighbors. And, you know, for me, as someone with a brain, when you have to run around and you volunteer, well, you know, she did this and she did that and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, seriously, people, you're talking to the cheaters and they're telling you that it was me. I, I okay, no. But, you know, it's my home. And right. um, if there was a time when, you know, we had to be in the same space. I know how to sit on the other side. It's not a big deal to me. You know, I've I've come so far above that that it's more unnerving when people want to try to say, well, you know, I saw them sex wise, okay, and then they kind of stand there waiting for me to give some other response, and then they right. try to play it off I'm like people. It is what it is. You're going to see me because I live here. You're going to see them because they hang out here. So it's okay. You don't have to make pretend like you don't say hey to them and, and speak and all of that. I don't care. Yeah. And it's it's sad because there was so much heartache and pain between the two of you and the stories. And then I had my own demons and devils to deal with but in the end I'm I'm more elated and happy that we came together as a family and that's what means the most to me um but yeah uh <laughs> yeah so you know with me I'm I'm literally a walking demon and a ghost all at the same time because again I think I had called my daughter-in-law and I Called you crying, I think, because I'm like, do you know yep. that woman? It was my my brother's now his wife, but <laughs> every year at Christmas Eve, I'd have a big party. 
just to try to connect with the DNA strands, and I like to cook. So his girlfriend at the time, she walked in, and she looked really perplexed. And so I went into the kitchen, and I said, I asked my brother, I said, well, what's wrong with her? He said, ain't nothing wrong with her, blah, blah, blah. You know, every other word was a curse word. I said, okay, well, gosh, it must have been two years after the fact. She called one night, and she said, you know, we were just talking, and she said, you know, I said, I always wanted to ask you something. I said, you know, you seem like you were so um, disoriented or something when you met me for the first time. She said, I'm going to tell you the truth. She said, between my brother, her husband, her now husband, and my mother, she said, well, I'd always see my son with my mother because whenever I had to work, because I worked long, strange hours, my mother would pick up my son. And she said, for years, she would praise my mother for raising my son because she, my mother, and my brother would talk about me in past tense. She was under the impression that I was dead because she would praise my mother for taking on that responsibility, and my mother never told her that, oh, I'm just kind of like picking him up on the weekend because she's at work. Okay. So <laughs> she said, so around Christmas, he says, we're going, you know, to see my sister. And she was under the impression that they were going to have a family gathering at my grave. And she said, do you, wow. you know, should we get her flowers? And she said, my sister don't need no fucking flowers and blah, 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 blah. She's like, okay. She said she thought that was kind of strange. Then she walks into this house, and she saw Tony running down the steps with all of his little cousins. And I came out of the kitchen, and I said, hi, I'm James's sister. I'm Tony's mom. And um, she looked like she had seen a ghost, didn't know what was going on. She said, uh, okay. And I'm like, okay. And she kind of like half shook my hand and she looked like she was, she just stood there in shock and awe. And I never understood it for two years. I didn't understand. And she said, well, they always talked about you in past tense. And I thought that your mother was raising him. And she let me sit there all those years and give her praise. And she wasn't raising him. I said, no, he lives there. That's why he was running downstairs. He's coming from his bedroom. I had this house built so that he would have a stable environment. And she was like, I, she said, I have no words. I don't even know what to say to you. I said, it's okay. I'm used to it. Then I think the year after that, I found out that I wasn't my dad's child number three. I'm child number four, which would explain why his wife, who was an alcoholic back then, would call me and threaten me and curse me out and all of that. But then here comes dear old mom telling me to ignore this woman because I reminded her of what she did to my mother. Like my mother was the victim when it turns out that, you know, nine months after my father and his wife gave birth to their first child, my mother gave birth to me. So so I've, I've been attacked on all ends or, you know, to get invited to family gatherings and then get pulled aside for a private chat to tell me how much of a monster I am to my mother. They don't know what she allowed my brother to do to me. They don't know how many times she beat me in my face. They don't know any of that but she, because she's the salt of the earth. And this games that she played then, she's still trying to be manipulative to this day. And that's why I only communicate with her in text messages so that I will have a rolling record. So for me, 
Mother's Day is about you all. Mother's Day is about you all and those kids. They're not about the rest of them. They're not about any of that. Father's Day is the same way. I don't know him. Yes, he was at my wedding, but that was it. You know, he's never been there for me. And I've never had a mother. And I've had a whole family who believed her playing the victim, and then they would come and try to fix me and attack me. Didn't ask. They would tell me what I'm doing. And finally, in the last holdout, was when I had another family member member tell me he took it back. He didn't want to hear what I had to say. So I walked away from all of them. So literally, right here today, you all are my family, you and your children. And, of course, you know, my son-in-law and um, um, Allie B., I don't know your husband, but, again, you all are my family. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, and we're all apart. We're in different states, but you're still my family, and and that's what matters to me. It takes more than a DNA strand to make people family. It takes more than DNA to make a woman a mother. There's some aunts that are mothers more than mm-hmm. the mothers themselves. Exactly. And that's what I want us to celebrate today. You two are sisters. And it's like you have a sister now, and you've got nephews, and, you know, and the, the children can argue over who's can call me pumpkin and who can't and <laughs> who's got legal rights to it because they're the oldest. And I'm like, okay, this is really not, and it's not even my name, but okay. So, you know, the little things that mean so much to me, and I love the fact that the children have kept in contact. Because you can't tell that they haven't been there all along. You couldn't tell that when we were together. And I found that so fascinating and amazing. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. And it's like, this is your family. And for that, I want you all to understand that. You know, I love, Allie B., I love talking to your mom. Sometimes we have little conversations, you know, in and out every now and then. And someday I'd love to talk to her on the phone. But again, people, you don't even have to have that every day on the phone or in each other's face to still be family. And I hope that you all feel the same way. I mean, I know that I'm a little bit off and I'm a little bit crazy, but don't worry about that because I have your back. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) So... Anybody want to chime in and add something? Because you all know I'm just glad that you're here with me. And, um, you know, um, you know, you want to well, get for me. This is uh, an odd Mother's Day year for me <laughs> because, as you know, there's a lot of it's a roller coaster ride with my mom. So, um, at about seven something this morning, my phone, you know, beat twice back to back, and it was my mother's um, text tone. I went back to sleep, uh, and I read it when I woke up, and she said, 
have a happy and blessed Mother's Day. And, you know, I texted her back and said, happy Mother's Day. And this is an awkward year because she texted me because she knows that she's done something wrong. So this is her way of being distant, but also wanting me to be the one to um, feel bad or, you know, give in. And I've done that all my life. So the the past few years, you know, I have been pulling back from that. And, you know, we'll have times where we'll have conversations and they'll be great and she doesn't really get on my nerves. And then there's times where she bothers daylights out of me. I love her. I really do. But I don't love her choices. I don't love her life, her lifestyle and or her alternative lifestyle. I don't um, love the things that she has um, subjected me to. I don't love the fact that she still um, will not. That's one thing that you both said earlier. Um, I have come to, it's not really closure, but I've kind of accepted that she'll never apologize for anything that she's um, done. And she's one of those people who likes to throw stones at glass houses and with all the issues that she has going on, you know, she's a functioning alcoholic. So, and she's been that way all my life. And I've been subjected to a lot of abuse as a, you know, result of her alcoholism. And the reason that we've stopped talking recently is for the same thing, because it's like, it's always more of the same. That's always the issue. It's always the alcohol. So um, when she does it, it doesn't bother me like it used to. I've learned how to pull back. And my way of pulling back is, you know, not communicating. And she knows that, which is, like I said, why she sent the text, because she knows she did something wrong. She didn't even call my birthday a couple of weeks ago because she knows that she's done something wrong. But instead of being the parent and trying to, you know, fix it or, you know, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. I'll just text you instead to avoid that confrontation because she knows if she picks up the phone, we're going to have that conversation. So that's something that I've been dealing with for 36 years now. And I'm not completely over it. I won't tell that lie, but I'm way stronger than I used to be because there was a time where Mill had to rescue me from my own mother. <laughs> and it, it's, 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 it's not funny, but some of these things I had to laugh and keep from crying because that night I was bawling. And Mill happened to be here um, in Georgia with us. That was the first time she had met Malik. And she had, I think you were here for about, what, six weeks? And we had yeah, a whole lot of adventures during that time. But um, she called one night, and she just started cussing me out. Like, I hadn't even done anything. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't even think Mill could hear this because I was in my bedroom. And she came in, and she took that phone, and she said, listen, this is what you're not going to do. You're not, 
and she just got all into my mother, and my mother has hated her ever since. Mm. Which, I mean, anytime anybody calls her on her BS, it's always a problem. But mm-hmm. there's been times where, you know, Mill has had to save me from my own mother. There's times like when I'm going back to school now that I should be able to celebrate that with my mother. I can't do that. I can't. Um, she's not encouraging. She's very judgmental. You should have been did that. Wow. Well, you didn't even do it yourself, so. Or, um, well, what are you going to do for me? The kind of jealousy that I've had from my own mom all my life. Um, another time Mill had to rescue me from my mother was when I got married to my ex-husband and we were having a little going away party at the house or was it Christmas or it was some event. And I didn't know about this until after Mill told me, but she was staying in the kitchen and she was just cussing and fussing and cutting up something. And she said, you know, Mill went to see what was going on with her and she was saying, my daughter get married and I can't even get I can't even get a husband and she was just going on and on because she was drunk as usual and it's always been that type of thing even when I got engaged this time she she was very judgmental about me getting married she was judgmental about me leaving my marriage because I shouldn't leave because I was financially stable and who's going to want me and two kids and that are not theirs and all that kind of stuff so she was judgmental on that end She's judgmental, period. So then when it came to me leaving, well, who's going to want you with two kids? And what are you going to do about this? And financially, no man is going to do this for you. He pay, he pays all the bills, and he actually, he did not, but we're not going to get into that. Oh, no, we're but, not going to, mm-mm. Um, it was just the, you need to, you, y'all need to work it out, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. When I'm suffering on the inside, and I'm crying out for help, because for a long time, I didn't tell anybody what was going on in the marriage because, like I said earlier, I was trying to save face. I didn't want everybody to be able to say, well, I told you you shouldn't have did it. So I kept that stuff to myself and I suffered in silence. But um, when I got, um, when my husband and I got together, we were going through similar situations. We were separated and divorces in progress. And she judged that. Then, when she met him and she loved him. So when he proposed to me, he I went to my uncle's birthday party in Virginia, and I had no idea he was even proposing or any of that. I had no idea. And he did it, and she was looking at the ring, and she was like, oh, and she was happy. And then she said, you got another husband. I haven't even had one. Wow. So it's always been that type of, jealousy and you know even I I can't remember when she was here and my husband brought me some oh my birthday last year she was here she used to come to my birthday and he brought me something she said what about me what y'all getting me so it's always been a jealousy um, from her it's always been jealousy from her end and there's always been me feeling like a burden because I was a (laughs) birth control child and she has no problem telling me that I wasn't supposed to be here and I don't know it's it's, it's very it's, it's it's not as tough as it used to be I've gone to counseling 
and I've gotten better. I've grown from that. And then I'm a counselor myself, so a lot of times I have to try to give myself the same words that I offer others. So it's been it's been rough. It's been a hard 36 years. People will look at my mother, and she looks like she has everything put together, makeup done, hair done, clothes are nice, and then she's a complete mess on the inside. So I have not had the greatest relationship with my mother and on Mother's Day. You know, it's it's not, this is not a, a year of, you know, me posting about my great mom and my best friend. Because like I said, my mo- it seems contradictory because at times my mother can be my best friend. But there are times when she can also be my worst enemy. Very strange and complex. But more so than not, she is working against me for whatever reason. Well, because of the demons that she's fighting herself. She's not happy, and she doesn't want me happy. So, um, it's like I said, it's something I'm not. I don't have closure on. I don't think I'll ever have closure. And I'm at the point where I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I know I won't get well. Let me change that. I'm not okay. I accept that I'll probably never get an apology because um, in one of my counseling sessions that she actually came to, you know, I actually put it out there. I had her and my dad come all the way down to Georgia just to go to a counseling session, and the counselor told me, you know, tell us some of the things you've been telling me. And I said, you know, when I was being molested at five and six years old, you beat me every day because I was crying. You didn't even try to figure out why I may have been crying. Well, you should have said something. I said, but, Mommy, at five and six, I didn't know what was happening to me. I just knew it was something that shouldn't have been happening. Well, still, you should have said something. So, And she rolled eyes and looked over at the wall and just, you know, and she'll never, she'll never take accountability and responsibility for that. So I'm not okay with it, but I'm in a space where I no longer look for an apology. I no longer look for closure. I no longer expect these things to happen. Yeah. But I do appreciate you, Mel, being the mom that you have been to me because you've been the mom that my mom can't be for me encouraging me to get my butt back in school when, of course, it is something I should have done a long time ago, but it wasn't where I was in my journey. I was not ready. You can be ready for somebody as much as you want to be, but I have to be ready. I appreciate you, you know, staying on me, but also giving me the space to make my own decision. Look, you know you need to do this, but, you know, you'll know when it's your time. That's your thing, when it's your time. And that's what I respect and love about you so much. You respect when it's someone else's time, you've been the encouragement that I've needed. Like I said, I told Quay the other day, you're my, my inspirational muse, and you don't even know it. Thank you. I mean, I'm just being who I am. And I didn't have a family to be a family to me, so, you know, I it's it's who I am to be a mother and a nurturer and a protector. And if I can't do that, then what what am I here for? And, um, but thank you. I mean, you know, and then just so you all know, <laughs> ooh, I just got a bunch of um, messages over on social media for Happy Mother's Day from my child. 
Um, happy Mother's Day. What a great day to be a mother. Um, happy Mother's Day, a little, you know, moving gift. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so confused. Anyway, um, you know, but again, thank you because, and still says the nicest things and, and you know, and I liked the little conversation. He was a little bit testy with you because you got me flowers. And he said he wanted to do it, and you did it before yeah. he got a chance to do it. And I'm oh like, they're arguing over who's going to send me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The, and I know Alec B. You um, you might know this song. What's the song about when they? T- it's an old spiritual, I guess. The one where they talk about giving Mama the flowers and all they had. Mama had passed away, and one put her in a mink coat. And um, oh, what's the name? I think it's one of the wine and CC wine and song. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's about the mother and how the children in one had nothing to give, but oh, what was the thing that the one child had to give? I can't remember. I heard heard it going up to get groceries this morning, and I said, you know, it's not about that. It's about me being there for you all because I know your stories and I know mine. And just like I used to say when I was younger, I wish I could blame the way that I was treated on drugs and or alcohol. I wish I could, but none of that is a part of it. None of it, none of it, zero, sub-zero, none of it. So I'll live and die feeling pure hatred and disdain because two people decided to hook up and have an adulterous affair. And then one went back home to the wife and the other one was left with another mouth to feed, thinking that that would make him come back to her. And when it didn't happen, I've had to pay that price. But in the same breath, I think, how how crazy is it for somebody to live their whole life living that lie, putting on their front like they're this perfect individual to live and die that way, yet you call yourself a Christian? If there's a heaven and a hell, I'm going to say a special prayer because at this point I'm pretty sure they're not going where they think they are because, you know, when they told me that's not what they expected to happen when they die, when I was, you know, down and out and told them about my near-death experience, and they just shut me up and said, that's not how I envision my going. Okay. But, you know, and I, I know Allie, I know it's a lot. This is the stuff that she's hearing for the first time, so she may be like, these people are crazy. I may, We may never hear from her again. Oh, dear. Um, absolutely she not. May- no, I will be here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think that the purpose of this show today was not just to have you all here with me, but to let people know what can happen. You can still have the greatest Mother's Day possible. You don't have to be in the same space. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to come together just by blood ties. Family is so much more than that, and I want people to understand that. And, um, And just to share the small parts of our stories, to let people know that you can get on that journey. And like you said, you know, we're not 100%. We're not claiming to be. 
but we're on that road to healing and we're not looking back. And that's what's most important, in my opinion, is the fact that we're moving forward. And as long as you all are on that healing path, you know, let's walk this journey together is what I'm saying. And we may have some awkward moments. You never know. You know, the bottom line is that where the ex and I are concerned, you know, he may come to light one day and it may be a time when we're doing something where we're both there for the grandbabies or any other event. It'll be fine. I mean, it it is what it is. And as strange as some people may think the whole scenario is, it is what it is. And I'm in a good place right now and in a great space. So, you know, I'm living and walking in my truth and in my peace. So I'm good. And um, as long as my family is there and you all are healthy and happy, I'm good. Now, if certain people cross the line, there's going to be a problem. I'm just saying. Going to be a problem. So. I'm just saying. Praise the Lord. Amen. It, it will be a go to Jesus or come to Jesus moment. So, you know, don't call me crying because there's going to be a problem. On either end, I will come out of the woodworks and take a ride, a walk, a ride, or whatever needs to be done. I'm just saying. And that's all that there is to it. You know, I don't want to, I know my place. You know, I'm neither one of your, your mothers. But if you need me to step up, then I'm here. You know? Who was that? I don't know. Was that? Oh, you Yeah, it was. That's my husband. He's asking me how my Mother's Day was oh. going so far. Oh, oh. Tell him it's great. Oh, I did. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Tell him you're on the phone with the other mom. Mom number two. Dr. Mom. That's even better. Dr. Mom. I like that name. <laughs> Dr. Mom. I'm like, tell me you're on the phone with Dr. Mom. <laughs> so that's the first time I think I've ever heard his voice. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay. Hello, son. <laughs> Where are the babies? Where are the babies? Why are they all still asleep? Oh, they're right here. Um, they're waking up now. Brianna just woke up and Carter's awake and Elena is in her room. So she, um, oh. she'll get up early and then she'll mm-hmm. go back to sleep. So I haven't been in there. I'm in my room right now because the little people, they stay in my room. Mm-hmm. Even if they get kicked out, they come back. <laughs> gosh, she'll be big. Now Carter will be big next, um, oh gosh, next year when we get back together. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, she'll really be she'll really be a pistol on the move. But yeah, she's we'll already have to a little more. firecracker. Yes, I'm can't I can't <laughs> wait. 
we'll have to decide what we're going to do. Maybe you all can come to Maryland. It'll be easier for me so I don't have to do so much traveling. And mm-hmm. then um, we can get a place here or get a big suite or something and all just get them little sleeping bags and stuff or have enough beds in the big suite with multiple rooms. There's some places here that have nice suites like that, too. We can just have a good time that way, too. So, well, like I said, I've already talked to your mom and told Miss, Mrs. Amelia, happy, happy Mother's Day. Um, we spoke early this morning. Oh, and, good. well, Tarjay, yeah, well, you know, if I call D, you know, she might just hang up on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, oh, click. Oh, gosh. Call. Trying to be nice. I'm gonna stop trying to give out <laughs> olive branches because no meat eater wants them. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> and oh my gosh, she really wouldn't be happy today anyway. It's it's really bad. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go say thank you to my um little bro for sending my um Mother's Day wishes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and have some breakfast. And uh, I want to thank you all, though. It was been—it's just been fun sitting here, you know, putting that other spin on Mother's Day. And in the end, you know, people, this is a family full of love, honor, and respect for one another. And no matter what we've gone through in the past, some people might say, "Why we bring it up?" Well, because we want you all to understand that you're not alone, and that. You've heard from different sides of whether it be um, drug and alcohol and or alcohol abuse or whether it's, um, you know, some other type of psychological or mental issues or whether it's just pure evil without an explanation. In the end, you can still find your peace and your love. And you can still Mm -hmm. enjoy having that family who you care for and who cares for you genuinely without, you know, any underlying conditions and all of that. And that's what this program was about today. And with that said, now that um, I know that the families are waking up and I'm going to go and get some breakfast. I've already um, been in church service this morning, so I got my spiritual vitamin and I'm hanging with my girls, so I'm good. And this has been one of the best Mother's Days um that I could ask for as the matriarch. And um, I've spoken with all of the people who matter the most. And um, I want you all to have a a beautiful day, ladies, and uh, enjoy your families. And, um, of course, I'll talk to you all on the other side. All right. Happy Mother's Mother's Day Day to you all. I love you, ladies. Yeah, I love you guys bunches. And and hug my grandbabies for me, please. Of course, once they wake up, because I'm getting ready to go wake them up now. <laughs> <laughs> and tell the girls, of course, um, Grandma Pumpkin said hello and give them a big squeeze. Carter, well, you know, she's still in her own little universe, so she's like, who's that? She doesn't care. Um <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, Peapod and the Duchess, tell them that I said hello. And um, I hope you do enjoy your day. And thank you all for coming here today to chit-chat for a no while problem. on this Mother's 
Love you guys, and um, just have a have, have the best day you can. And of course, I'll talk to you all on the other side. All right, you as well. Okay, ladies. Um, as we began, we're going to end with uh, the Marathon of Hope Kingdom Movement, uh, which was an event I did several years ago, back in 2014, I think. Uh, someone had made this song for the Marathon of Hope Kingdom Movement, and I kept it as the theme song for the Sunday morning inspiration. Again, Psalms 27:10, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. We're living proof of that. Um, uh, Colossians 3:21, Father, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Ephesians 4:29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and Isaiah 49:15 can a woman forget her nursing child that she would have no compassion on the son or daughter of her womb even these may forget yet I will not forget you so again, I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I pray you enough rain to make those gardens of yours grow beautifully. I pray you enough smiles today to turn the frowns that you are carrying around upside down. But most of all, my daughters and I and my family want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment. And beyond. So until next time, be well, be blessed. Happy Mother's Day to all of the moms throughout the world and those who are in mom roles. Happy Mother's Day. Ladies, I love you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else Who can't seem to comprehend And just pretend, just pretend to love me The way that God loves me The way that God loves me Why do I keep doing this to myself? Giving my heart to someone else Who can't seem to comprehend And just pretend, just pretend to love me The way that God loves me God loves me but I bathed in the mind, submerged myself in the decay of the world, making bad decisions over and over again, drenching my pillow with tears again, thinking the void could be filled by a man, a man who blackened my eyes, demolished my pride, 
As he daily belittled my self-esteem With each raise of his hands I had to muffle a scream But I don't have to stay here Trapped in my pain here My Redeemer conquered Death, hell, and the grave Yahweh lives So my soul can be saved The way that God loves me Yeah The way that God loves me The way that God loves me Why do I keep doing this to myself Giving my heart to someone else who can 